Let's see. Levels, huh? It's levels time. Yeah. Can you, like, sit back in your chair? Is that possible? Or would you... Ra- I know you'd rather lean on the table, but... No, if no, you, no. If you... That might help with the levels if you back the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, whoa. Hey, can you cool it? <laughs> um, is this far back enough? Yeah, I mean, we'll see how this goes. How about back here? Yeah, if you could go how into... If you go into the other room, actually... And Great. Not talk. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> Jesus, we have a lot of fun. I'm Liza Poor. I'm Mike Pulasic. Every week, we randomly pick two movies from our stupidly large DVD collection, watch them, and discuss. When it's all over, we can only keep one. Two discs enter. One disc leaves. This is DVD, DVD Deathmatch. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Great. Yeah. I am good. Feeling good? Feeling good. (laughs) Um, Good times, great oldies. It's DVD Deathmatch. We're here. We're going to talk about some movies. You know the drill. We're going to go through our dumb DVD collection (laughs) with another two movies. It's true. They already heard the the evergreen intro. They already know what, what we're doing here. How are you doing? How was your week? <laughs> My week was fine. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a single thing. Great. Any topics at the top? Uh, no. Do, okay. you, do you have any topics at the top? I don't. I wish I did, but oh, I don't. Oh, man. Um, but we could be one of those podcasts that just gets right into it, you know? Well, but that's no fun. And also, we've already set a precedent that we're not one of those podcasts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like people... Here's the thing. What's the thing? This is going to be a meta topic at the top where we talk about whether topics at the top is a good idea or not. (laughs) But I feel like some podcasts, I truly hate it when the hosts don't just like get to the meat of the podcast. Mm. And then some of them, I really like it when they kind of... Um, take their time with it and go through different whatever, just banter yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, And it's like, oh, well, what's the difference? And the difference is, oh, I like the hosts of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's true, though, I think, because there are some podcasts you listen to for the content and some podcasts you listen to for the, the hosts, the people. Right. But there's some podcasts where I'm like, can I just hear the thing that you guys are talking about? And there's some podcasts where... I like the hosts enough that it's like, yeah, talk about whatever. It's just about you people being in my ears for a while. Yeah. Um, and so what you're saying is that you don't think that people like us. You think they only care that's about, not what I about hearing films and we shouldn't do any topics at the top. That's not what I'm saying. I didn't say that. I didn't say that at all. I said, I bet there's, there's people who uh, fucking love us who are just like, hey, you guys could talk about anything. And then, I mean, I don't know who those people are, but I don't know who those people are. But then, and then, you know, obviously, many mortal enemies listening to this podcast who, but they, they, they hate us so much, Mm -hmm. but they gotta hear us talk about the 2001 film. Oh, they gotta know. They have what we think about. Oh, they're like, oh man, there's nowhere else I can get people blabbing about movies for an hour. I mean, it's true. There is nowhere else where you can listen to someone talk about the movie. Oh, that is absolutely <laughs> correct. That's true. It's you only get it here, folks. So right. anyway, I mean, should we, we just dive in then? Yes, I mean, but well, but like, I just think it's interesting, like the that for a long, like I said, I'll read to recap, uh-huh. like. For a long time, it was like, oh, I wonder what the difference is between the podcasts where I like to hear them banter at the top and the podcasts where I don't. And it's like, oh, you like those that podcast that, more? Yeah. <laughs> you like those people? Which is just a silly, which like... begs the question, why are you listening to podcasts that you don't like? Exactly. Exactly. 100%. And it's like, because, oh, this per- this person interviews interesting people, but I mm. fucking hate them. Yeah. Or, which is like, yeah. says probably says more about me than... Yeah, anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know. I. You know. We should talk about what we did. Something that we did this week. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> we watched two movies. Two movies. Two films. Uh, this week we watched Oh from two thousand one and The Prestige from two thousand six. Baby. Let's let's kick it off with Oh. 
as o. I said. The letter O. The letter O. Makes it very difficult to search. Yeah. To if fun- you, like on IMDb, if you put in O, it doesn't, the movie does not pop up. I know. If I had that thing earlier on IMDb where I typed the letter O and I hit search and it was like, Lord of the Rings, <laughs> the two towers. Yeah. And it's and like. I was like, no. No, that has a lot of O's in it, but that's right. not what I'm looking for. Exactly. That's some O's in it. But like. <laughs> um, directed by. Our buddy, Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson, who we talked about, has one of my all-time favorite line reads in a movie <laughs> that we talked about on this very podcast. Yeah. In The Good Girl, when yeah. he says, I hear Senor Tuna calling. <laughs> um, the best. Yeah. We love it. I don't I don't think I knew that he was a director until this movie, but he has directed a few smaller films. And he was in, I mean, I knew him from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Right. And The Good Girl. Yeah. And then since then, Watchmen. He was great yeah. in Watchmen. Yeah. And many other things. Sorry, yeah. I interrupted. No, it's okay. It's all good. Uh, this is what people come here for: the unpredictability of our. Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paperboy. <laughs> I was going to say the newsman, the paperboy. <laughs> <laughs> the newsman. Yeah. He's um, still there. <laughs> right. The milkman, the paperboy, evening TV. Yeah. Full House theme song. Anyway, <laughs> Great. what's the summary? The IMTV summary is. Oh, man, I fucking hate when they don't know how to write a summary. An update of Shakespeare's Othello with a young cast set in an upper-class prep school and centered around basketball player Odin. Okay, a couple things. There's so many things. Well, I mean, that's that as a, it's fine as a, whatever, it's fine as a summary. I mean, sure, it gets the point across. Right, but a couple things right off the bat. Mm. Okay. So you're updating Shakespeare. Yeah. This was a huge trend at the time. It truly was. Ten we'll Things I it. Hate About You, Romeo and Juliet, like others. <laughs> get Over It, which we talked about last <laughs> it week. It was like we just did one. <laughs> um, and then also all these other literary updates with teens, like Clueless and yeah. She's All That and others. Others. And the rest. Yes. Um, so, you know, you're updating Othello. Mm-hmm. You're changing the names <laughs> of the characters. You know what I'm going to say? I do. I truly do. You're changing the names of the characters to make it more 2001, more I guess. More contemporary, yeah. And changing them from like Othello and Iago and Rodrigo. And Desdemona. And Desdemona. But you change the names to Odin and Hugo. It's not like those are just Odin names. Odin and Hugo and Desi. Desi. And Roger, Roger, which is a is normal okay. name, like I a mean, contemporary name. Yeah. Here, the only reason I give it a pass at all is because it's a prep school. So sure. you think about like the kinds of like stereotypical prep school kids. And it's like, yeah, those parents would name them like Hugo, Hugo and sure. Oat. You know what and I mean? Odin, yeah. Okay. That's the only reason I I can can make it okay in my brain. I'm not disagreeing with you. It doesn't make it's any sense to me. It's very stupid. It's just a very goofy, like it's small. It but doesn't it, actually it, matter. It's small, but it's also like you couldn't, you couldn't have that character named Othello. Like you couldn't have this But like, Othello is just as weird as Odin. So why not just call him... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, Odin works better to me than Othello. It's such a small thing and so stupid to get hung up on. But here we are. The other thing that's... Hanging out. Here we are. Hanging out. The other thing that's so funny to think about, and this is just to kick off the convo. Yeah. Kick it off. This is a segment we called Kicking Off the Convo. It's not. It's not. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Don't commit us to that. (laughs) No but. I got a theme song. Um... It's so funny to me to picture like movie a movie studio, mm-hmm. and I, this is not necessarily how it happened. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. In the late nineties, early two thousands, going yeah. like, "Hey, Clueless. Mm-hmm. Hey, she's all that. Hey, get over it. Hey, even Romeo and Juliet. Those are like ten things I hate about you. These are fun movies. <laughs> hey, someone else wants to do a Shakespeare adaptation." Let's give him some money. It's with teens. It's Othello. Ooh, cool. Edgy, whatever. And then Tim Blake Nelson goes and makes, like, the grimmest, darkest, most unpleasant movie. Well, I mean, yes, but also, like, that is what Othello is. Totally, Othello is a a grim tragedy, for sure. No, totally. And Um, I I respect it. I'm not saying, like, anything bad about the movie. Yeah, it's it's just just in comparison. Like, Like, even Romeo and Juliet was, like, this huge, like, fantastical, Right, and it had had fun to it. Yeah, it's a tragedy, but it's, like, yeah. Right, and also it's Romeo and Juliet, so it's, like... 
yeah, you know, um, teens love it. But just very quickly to get this out of the way, honestly, because it's a real bummer. Because um, you said 90s, 2000s. This movie was shot in 1998 and was originally set to release in 1999, right around the Columbine shootings. Oh, wow. And they postponed it. Wow, I didn't yeah. know that. That's crazy. Yeah, because if for those of you who haven't seen it, like we said, it takes place in a prep school, and there's a lot. It's not a mass shooting, but there's a lot of violence that happens. Obviously, yeah. it's Othello, right? Exactly. Um, so yeah, so it was they delayed the release of it because of Columbine. That's fascinating. Yeah, that, that period with the delayed releases and like that Buffy episode yeah. and a bunch of stuff that. And uh, we always talk about this Teenage Dirtbag, the song. Yes. Where the... the so, Teenage Dirtbag, classic, iconic song. Really great karaoke song. Yeah. There are lyrics in it. Song. There are lyrics the in it. Wheatus. Yes. Um, there are lyrics in it that are, uh, her boyfriend's a dick and he brings a gun to school. Um, and you cannot get a version of it without it bleeped. They right. bleep out the line Gun to school. Right. And it's, they bleep out gun to school. Yeah. Like, just like gun, right? Boyfriend's a dick and he brings a wicka wicka. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like so goofy. Yeah. Anyway, so, oh. It's. Oh. Oh. So Mackay Pfeiffer. Yes. Plays Odin. Yes. Um, He's a star basketball player. He's black. He's at this prep school. He's the only black student. Mackay Pfeiffer is black. <laughs> Look, I don't know. <laughs> um, Josh Hartnett, white. White. Um, no, Josh Hartnett plays Hugo, mm-hmm. uh, who is Odin's uh, teammate. Teammate and friend in quotation marks, mm-hmm. um, but not his friend. If you've read Othello. You know what's up. Yeah, it's so Othello. The the big theme in Othello is like jealousy, essentially, right. um, and yeah. So, so then um, Hugo manipulates Othello because he's jealous of him because he sees his father played by Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Played by Martin Sheen, who's the coach of the basketball team. He sees his father favoring Odin. Mm-hmm. He manipulates Odin into thinking that Odin's girlfriend, Desi, played by Julia Stiles, the queen. Mm-hmm. She, um, I mean, actually, the 90s, yeah. like, Shakespeare adaptation queen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, manipulates Odin. Hugo manipulates Odin into thinking that Desi is cheating on him, leading to brutal violence yeah. and uh, Odin's complete unraveling in, like, the most tragic of ways. Yeah. Um, and that's it is the like, short version. Yeah, and it's like a mat. I mean, it's... I mean, I'm going to lay my cards on the table. Yeah. I love this movie. I loved it in the 2000s when it came out, and I was very excited to watch it again, and I was like... I think it's better than I remember it being. Like, I was p- very pleasantly surprised. Because I was kind of like, oh, this is going to be another, like, yeah, Liza liked this in another lifetime. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, it's a nostalgic, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's genuinely a really beautiful, well-done adaptation yeah. of a play that I really love. Yeah. And I thought it was great. I think, I think <laughs> you're right. I mean, I also, like... I remember not loving it mm. and I don't know why. I don't remember why, but mm. watching it this time I was like, damn. Yeah. This movie's like it goes for it. It's as it, it's so true to Othello just in terms of all the jealousy and the violence and the and how awful it is. Like yeah. it's it doesn't because even though it's a teen movie for teens essentially mm-hmm. like it feels like it was probably marketed to teens absolutely and like josh hartnett and all this stuff like well it's for sure romeo and juliet was super popular let's do that again exactly yeah. let's do that again yeah but like i was saying it's fucking so grim mm-hmm. and so not fun yeah like not fun at all no and and it's very true to the play yeah in a way that i fully respect and also like the filmmaking is great and the performances are great mckay pfeiffer Oh my god! Incredible. I that's a literal note that I said. I wrote okay, but Mackay, damn, right? Like he's so good. I mean, they're all incredible. Honestly, I think Josh Hartnett. Which, like, again, you think Josh Hartnett, and I'm like, Forty Days and Forty Nights pops into my head. Just like what? But 
he's so good as Hugo Iago. Like he's just he is. He incredible. Is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there is something like, you know, without getting too like deep about it, there is something, there's a reason there were so many nineties teen adaptations of Shakespeare. Yeah. There's something about the, um, hyper dramatized out of date feeling drama. Mm-hmm. Of Shakespeare, and I mean that like the, heightened- the dramas and the comedies, yeah. The thing that makes Shakespeare so wonderful and so just like off its rocker, there's something about that that lends itself so beautifully to somehow specifically 90s teenagers, yeah, right? right? <laughs> like just this drama. I'm going to sound so old, but like <laughs> drama before technology, like yeah. the drama, like teens now have, I, Oh my God. Can you imagine being a teenager with like social media? No. Like, thank God. No, I can't. <laughs> That's a, it seems like a nightmare. No. It seems terrible. It's a different beast than what we dealt with right. when we were teens. And there's something about Shakespeare that lends itself so beautifully to that. Yeah. Um, and this is like no exception. Like it's the whole time. It's so, dr- I keep saying drama, but it's so heightened yeah. But I was with it. It didn't feel fantastical. It felt no, like, it felt grounded. yeah. And I mean, that's the, th- the other thing, too, is that, like, so I don't know what the cultural context of Othello was, but I know that in Othello, he's a Moor, and so yeah. he's got dark skin, and he's and he's othered because of that, and mm-hmm. there's all this stuff. But this is a movie that does not, like, shy away at all from the racial aspect of it. It right. doesn't like, it, obviously you're not going to make a fellow and pretend that that's not a factor. Right. But I could see a nineties movie soft pedaling it a little bit. For sure. And this movie is very much like all about the like racism of the place, mm-hmm. but the complicated racism of the place where this guy's a star there. Yeah. And they all light love him, but do they? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, like, do they really, though? Yeah, there's a lot like, of, like, do they love him or do they just love that he wins for them? Right. You exactly. Know? And, like, you don't get not – I. it's like you like you don't get a lot of – It's it feels very, like, lived in and not like a – not like a screed about racism or something. Right. Or, which, is, which is important, too, and I'm not saying, like, that there's anything wrong with calling out racism where you see it, but it just feels like a very – real lived in thing. And then obviously it gets crazy. Right. In a way that's like very right. violent and sad. But Yeah, and there's a there's a there's a thing about it too. Again, the 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 racial aspect is there. There are several conversations about the N-word. Yeah. One of the tools that Hugo uses to get under his skin is uh under Odin's skin is to tell him that this friend, his other friend calls him the n-word behind his back right so it's definitely there and it's definitely but it's also not it's not why it's not the it's not why hugo's trying to take him down it like it which is but it's a tool so amazing uh again as you said it stays true to the to the story because i don't think in the original play again it wasn't the racial aspect was there, but it's not about the racism necessarily. It's about the like jealousy and, and, you know, uh, and, an interesting thing for the time of, uh, in the end, Odin slash Othello does a terrible thing, right? but it's so very clear that he was fully manipulated into doing that thing. Right. In a way that's like, you know, again, you you know, he did the thing, but right, but it's like it's sorry to cut you. No, no, yeah. but it's like Shakespeare that I don't. Oh, this is so fucking dry to talk about this, but, <laughs> but it's like Shakespeare, and I remember these these conversations when we read Othello in high school. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So I don't mean to like be like, oh, uh, <laughs> did you know that the green light in The Great Gatsby represents whatever? <laughs> no, <laughs> but, thank you. Right, exactly. Like this is not fucking English one on one. But I feel like the movie and I've and I feel like the original play also they don't let Othello or Odin off the hook. Like right. he's got something in him mm-hmm. that is that is capable of evil and it's like that's tragedy. That's like yeah. you know what I mean? How, like could you 
or me or anyone be manipulated into killing someone you love. Right. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Or manipulated into doing awful things to someone that you love. Yeah. um, Based on your own pride and your own like egotism and, Mm. and egotism. Is that a word? I don't know. Egos, egos, egocism. Yeah. And and ego, (laughs) just ego. Better. Yeah. Um, and (laughs) library. (laughs) And, um, I think that's all in this movie. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think Odin is a pure character. No. He does awful things to Desi. Right. Like, throughout. Yeah. Not just at the very end. And yeah. I think that it's, like, it's it's so... I love that it doesn't shy away from any of that. And yeah. it feels so true to the play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Martin Sheen. Let's talk about it. No, no. So Martin Sheen plays the coach. He plays Josh Hartnett's father. He yeah. Father. And he's fucking going for it. He really Love is. It. I mean, like, and it's like both, both as like this kind of, you know, terrible father figure, because again, he's just, not only is he more focused on Odin because it, he's the star basketball player, but he also like in his private life is just not a very, loving, nurturing father to his son. Yeah. Um, not mean, not actively like horrible, just kind of neglectful and not, you know, doesn't care for him and doesn't see that his son wants that attention and that affection. Um, so both as that, as the father character and then as the coach, it's just like, Perfect, like it's right. so perfect. He's so great. I'm <laughs> just like off his rocker coach, like right. yelling at the kid. Like, oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, he does really go for it. He does goes for it. Oh, I was thinking about. Um, I, I I'm a broken record, but like this feels this has such a sense of place to it because mm. the school. I think it was shot in Charleston. Yeah. Um, and the school is in Charleston, and so it's in the South. Yeah. There during the basketball games, there's a Confederate flag logo on yep. some of the banners and stuff. Mm-hmm. But and it's like it's that it's unremarked upon as part of the background. It's no right. one's like saying that. Oh, that that's bad. You know what I mean? Right? Because they're they're there. They're right. there. We're there with them. And you just think about like, oh, that's what Odin. That's the stew that Odin is like brewing. And so you you brew a stew, right? That's a good metaphor. <laughs> Right? How how's a stew made? <laughs> you brew it. You brew, uh, brew double stew. double toilet and trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but that's the 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 stew that he's fermenting in. Look, I don't know. I gotta I gotta learn things. But, um, that's what he's living in, and it's it's like oh yeah, I could see how that could break you. And, yeah, and you know, um, and it has that great sense of place to it like shot on location i think like tim blake nelson doesn't make amazing like it's the cinematography is great yeah the the basketball scenes are really are good really really well shot like, well shot well choreographed yeah. just like really well done they feel you feel like it's a there's a, a like a God, this is so stupid to say but you it it doesn't it's not from the sidelines it doesn't feel um it doesn't feel fake yeah it feels like there's a camera just like on the court but they're, they're it's also beautifully shot i don't know yeah. and the, like the colors in the movie are great yeah the colors know. are really yeah it's um, wonderful um it's yeah a, oh. it, it's a bummer of a movie it truly is it, like it, content warnings for people because like yeah absolutely a, there's, i like i understand why they delayed it after columbine yeah like but there's a pretty brutal like sexual assault scene in it yeah. too which is like I mean, yeah, yeah. Wait, just just content warning for people if you want to check it out. It's a great movie, but yeah, like, but abs- yeah, there absolutely is a uh, yes, yes, <laughs> um, yeah. Julia Stiles is so good in yeah, this, she's especially because kind of halfway through, I had this flash of her in Ten Things I Hate About You, which is like again, it's the same vein. It's Shakespeare modernized, whatever, whatever. And she's, this sounds very stupid, but she's playing a <laughs> completely different character. Whoa. But it's just, it's remarkable, the difference between the two, yeah. honestly. And I don't know that I really realize, you know, there, cause there are some, you know, there's some actors that like really disappear into a role and really like you, you kind of forget it's them and blah, blah, blah. And I wouldn't necessarily say that Julia Stiles is that, but I think about those two performances and they're worlds apart and just 
perfect. Right. She's like, yeah, in a, yeah she's in a comedy and yeah. she plays it beautifully. Yeah. And there's, there's a scene, the, I don't want to spoil anything really, but there is a scene where things are just starting to kick off and Odin is just starting to like question Desi mm-hmm. and, um, has this whole, there's a whole thing with a scarf and, um, and he is accusing her and she just has this incredible line that I'm not going to say cause I don't want to spoil it for you, but she, just, you know, I love a fight scene oh, yeah, you and it is like, and it's like a beautiful, it's a beautifully choreographed little fight scene of just like simmering below the surface very clear what's going on. Like it's not subtle, yeah. but it's just like he's doing a wonderful job of just like he's clearly losing his mind and she's like, What is going on? Right, right. And it's and he says some terrible, awful, Truly. unforgivable things. Yeah. And she you can so clearly see that she still loves him, yeah. but is also like, do not fucking talk to me like that. <laughs> right. And it's just so well done. Yeah. And I love it. I love that scene. Yeah. <laughs> and no one talks about this movie. No. Like, I'm like, I has n- anyone else seen it? I've never, I like no one, it, it feels like it's just not on the radar at all. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. The, I don't know if we're at this yet, but mm. the DVD itself. Yeah, we're there. A two disc set. Two disc set. We pop in the second disc. Hey, what are the features on this? One of the features is a a full other feature film <laughs> The 1922 silent version of Othello. Of Othello, which is, like, very cool. Yeah, very cool. Like, we watched a few minutes of it, and, like, listen, I don't know if I'm ever going to sit down, hunker down, and watch the whole thing. Right. But, like, that is very cool to have on that disc. Yeah, exactly. And then there were some good, like, Tim Blake Nelson interviews Yeah, and, and like, there's a whole feature about the basketball scenes, about how they did that. Right. Yeah, it's a lovely little disc. Um, uh, Let's see. Do I have any fun... Facts. Fun facts. Um, oh, uh, originally cast as Desi, <gasps> but had to drop out because of scheduling conflicts. Wait, let me guess. Okay. Christopher Walken. Wow. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Do an actual guess of like a 90s okay. queen. Uh, ooh, 90s queen. Uh, oh, Drew Barrymore. No. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone. No. Uh, one more. One more guess. Okay. Well, uh, ooh. Rachel Lee Cook. No. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt. No. Christina Ricci. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I. That's Great been, actress lover. Yeah. But this is better. Exactly. That. Exactly. I'm like, like I read that and I was kind of like, oh, because I'm almost, with Christina Ricci, I'm almost like, yeah, I want to see her do everything. Yeah. But I was also like, I don't know. I think this is better. Yeah, it would. But it would have been really interesting to see her do it. I think. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to hear the terrible joke I was going to do at the beginning of this episode? Yeah. Now, will I have? Will I be able to understand O if I haven't seen the rest of the letters first? I hate it. I hate it. You started talking, and I was like, Oh, I don't want to hear this at all. I don't want to hear it at all. <sighs> I haven't seen A through what N. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Look, I'm wow. working on the alphabet. We're getting there. <laughs> okay. It's well, available on Paramount Plus, by the way. I didn't ask. Oh, I thought you were about to move on. Sorry. No, I was about to say, well, is it available? Damn. Have you done this podcast before? No. Great. <laughs> um, do you have any more notes about O? No. I mean, highly recommend. N-O. No. Okay. <laughs> It's a terrible title. Lord it really have is. Mercy. There was a moment where they were going to call it Odin. That would have been better. But then they decided O was better. It was more impactful. Yeah, hard to search online though. Hard to search. I know online. this was like right when Google was becoming a thing. Yeah. Or whatever, so <laughs> they weren't thinking about it. They're but like, you won't be able to Google it. What's a Google? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You won't be able to web crawler it on GeoCities. <laughs> Jeeves will not know what you're talking about. Um. Angelfire dot backslash slash O. <laughs> Um, great. Yeah, we recommend O, honestly. As a unit. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, as we said, trigger warning for violence and sexual assault on that film, but it is really 
wonderful film. Great. <laughs> Great. Great. Hey, okay. question for you. Hey. What's the connection? Well, I mean, get ready. Wait, before you start, I'm going to let you finish. But I also have a connection this week. Go ahead. A little teaser the for fuck? you. fuck? Go ahead. Go ahead. Josh Hartnett uh-huh. of O. Of O. Stars with Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. of The Prestige in the movie The Black Dahlia from 2006. It's true. They do star in that movie together. Which we saw, and I don't remember a single thing of. We potentially own that movie, do we? Possible. I don't think so. I I feel like I really liked it, so it's we potentially own it. Okay. Anyway, um, when you want to hear it, you got to ask me. What's the connection? So the connection that I have also involves Josh Hartnett. Um, who was considered for the role of Angiers. What? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. He didn't okay. get the role. Hugh Jackman got Hugh the role. Hugh Jackman got the role. Wow. <laughs> but, yeah. I- interesting. That's interesting. Josh Hartnett's, he, he hasn't been around, right? Where's he been? I don't know where he's been. And if you had said that to me before I watched O, I would have been like, well, that's silly. But then I watched O and I was like, oh, wait. He might have been really good. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where he is. He's 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 primed for like a zaddy comeback and everyone going like, oh my God, George Hartnett. Oh, wow. Who knew? <laughs> That's what they sound like when they say that. Yeah. Maybe they. he's probably like on some long running CBS for show. For sure. Should we let's, that, let's, that let's, we're, let's. That we're like, he's probably wait, like, like millions see. of people watch every week and we're just like, what's like, Josh Hartnett doing? They're like, guys, he's on Game of Thrones. Yeah. So. <laughs> he's probably just on one of like he's probably on like Chicago Fire or something and well you know how you search it and it's like oh known for this yeah. it says lucky number 11 so I don't know what that is um he was to 2022 Operation Fortune Ruse the Guru I don't know the, <laughs> the Fear Index Ida Red Wrath of Man Exterminate All the Brutes Die Heart most Wanted, Paradise Lost, Inherit the Vibe. This, okay, wow, so he's, this is a okay. drunk history. <laughs> okay, so he's not in some long-running show that we're not thinking of. He's not. He's just been doing But he's things. been working the Great. whole time, just on stuff we haven't seen. Love Great. that for him. All right. This is the um, HeartNet Appreciation <laughs> Podcast. Welcome. <laughs> um, great. The next movie is The Prestige. It is. From 2006, directed by Christopher Nolan. Heard of him? I am to be summary. After a tragic accident, two stage magicians. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> in 1890s London, okay, maybe I'm I am in, so in. Engage in a battle to create the ultimate illusion, blah, while sacrificing everything they have to outwit each other. Now, this sounds like a terrible movie. I don't know. That's a pretty good <laughs> summary, though. Yeah, yeah, it is a good summary for like a kind of complicated. Plot. That's a good summary. Well, very complicated plot. I mean, that's something we'll get into, but like, it, well, we'll get into it. Okay. Here's what I'm going to say to you, dear listeners. If you have not seen The Prestige, please watch it before listening to this podcast because I'm, we're going to do our best not to like spoil, spoil it. But it's got so many twists and turns that if we were like, we're not spoiling anything, we wouldn't be able to talk about the movie. Right. It's impossible to talk about without spoiling something. Yeah. And some more cards on the table. It's good. (laughs) So I'm begging you. Pause it. Go watch The Prestige. Come back. We'll be here. We'll be here. We're not going anywhere. We're not. Um, This is our first Christopher Nolan, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And. Maybe my favorite Christopher Nolan. Wow. Also probably mine. Yeah. But that's still surprise I think more surprising coming from you. Well, I mean, what is it up against? The Batmans? The Batmans? The Batmans. The Mementas. Memento Man. <laughs> um Tenet, which was fine. Dunkirk. Yeah, Inception is like the oh, closest yeah. thing. Inception um, is a real close second, man. Yeah. Anyway, uh all right. So the, the like Hugh Jackman, Christian Bale, they're stage magicians coming up together under the tutelage of, like, Michael Caine. Yeah, well, Michael Caine is kind of, like, manager position. Yeah. But also, like, 
comes up with some of the tricks, but right. there's the, a term for it that I can't remember. From yeah, the yeah. But it's the guy who designs their illusions. Yeah. So. Um, and essentially, that I mean that that description, like that description, did it. Like, yeah, they are coming up together, and then uh, Christian Bale's character Bolton Burton, but. Barnard, Barnyard. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. So okay, great. Thanks for the help. <laughs> You're like, go for I it. I don't know, man. Um, he, uh, there's an accident with one of the illusions in which Hugh Jackman's wife, played by Piper Parabo, Piper Parabo, Parabo, love her, Coyote Ugly herself, love her, where she uh, perishes. <laughs> Perishes. <laughs> Piper perishes. <laughs> okay. In the, in the uh, trick, and it might or might not be Christian Bale's fault. Yeah. And so. It was his fault. Right. But. Um, not and maliciously so, so, but it was. Right. And so then they have this feud yeah. that is running for the rest of the film where they're tricking each other. They go back they're and They're sabotaging forth, each yeah. other's shows. And it's all trying to outdo each other, trying to find... Uh, the pro like while um, Hugh Jackman's character is also trying to find out how Christian Bale does this like once in a lifetime amazing trick mm-hmm. and in pursuing him and trying to figure out how he does that trick he comes up with a his own insane trick that is his like, own version of the trick right exactly that has like deadly consequences <laughs> deadly consequences, consequences. Um, and it's it's a Christopher Nolan movie, so like it's very intense. All the all the women die. It's very. And in, <laughs> I'm just kidding. They don't. It's all die. very like intricate. I feel like intricate is a good word for intricate it. Intricate is a good word for yeah. it. Yeah. It also it feels like a Christopher Nolan movie in that it starts and you're so in it, but it's like trying to drink from a fire hose. Yeah. Like, yeah. Of like plot and character and timeline. Timeline because it's jumping around. There was some. Fact that I read that it was like there were so many cuts, yeah, between timelines, like that, like timeline cuts, timeline jumps, right? That it was essentially like there was one every minute, yeah. Well, you that's exactly <laughs> how it feels, and usually it's like okay, a movie starts in a courtroom, or a movie starts in a with a police interviewing somebody, or a movie starts. And it's kind of like that record scratch of like, I, I've seen something. Right. And it's like that. Life. Like, I bet you're wondering how I got into this crazy mix right. up. And then, and then flashback. flashback. But this, the, so it's like an anchor point and then you go flashback. Yeah. This movie has like seven different anchor points. Mm-hmm. And then you have to, and they're all flashing back to different things. There's one point where they cut, they jump to time to Borden, which is Christian Bale's character, reading Angier's. Uh, Hugh Jackman's diary mm-hmm. and then with they're flashing back to him reading the diary and then within that flashback he starts flash like not he because but then we flash back within that diary to Angier's traveling to Colorado or something like that right and reading and deciphering Borden's diary right exactly and it's like a, <laughs> it's it's um layers man Inception. Right, but that shit can get infuriating, but for some reason in this it movie. Works. It works. That, that it was doesn't. one of my notes. I was like, why does this I don't I don't time jumping stuff doesn't bother me as much as I think it bothers you. Like I think I have like not like bothers, but I feel like I've definitely heard you say like that the timeline jumping was like that was too much and it that I don't think it affects me as much. Mm. But this is like insane. Yeah. And I was like, but I love it. Well, it's baked into the movie thematically. Yeah. Like it's the whole movie is a trick and yeah. the whole, I mean, it's not, but it's not a trick in the like annoying way. Yeah. You know it's what I mean? It's not like a gotcha. Right. It's not, there are gotchas in it and there's one that we'll talk about, not spoiling it, but like there's, um, there's one that we'll talk about, but like it's <laughs> not a gotcha in an annoying way because it, so it's like baked into the movie thematically that it. That it's okay that it's jumping around and misdirecting you and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, it definitely, for me, falls into the category, and maybe this is a, like, I, I don't know, but it falls into the category of movies that I like a lot more watching them after the first time. Yeah, sure. Um, sure because sure. the first time is, like, that just insane, like, Whoa. there's too much going on. There's so much going on. Like, not, and not, like... um, 
it just there's so much plot and so much character and, mm-hmm. and it's all jumping around in timelines and stuff like that. Yeah. And also with the twists, it's like, um, I think about this a lot with, uh, Shutter Island. Yeah. Which is a movie I really love. You do. I truly do. You do. But I, the first time we saw it, I was like, dumb. This is <laughs> it's stupid. I get it. Whatever. <laughs> And once you're watching a movie like Shutter Island or a movie like this, or I, I think of this with The Village, too, the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Oh, yeah. Once you're was, watching yeah. one of these movies and ha- just have no investment in figuring out the twist, like you know what the twist is, uh-huh. and then you just get to watch like what it is, and you're like, oh, that like these performances are incredible. Or like, oh, I'm just watching a movie. Like with Shutter Island, spoiler alert, you're just watching like a movie about a dude being fucking nuts the whole time and everyone like pretending that everything's fine (laughs) you know what i mean um and i like love i love and that's it's like a great movie yeah and um with this one it's like i love it a lot more not trying to figure out the twist because i think there's at least one of the twists that's like okay oh (laughs) i can't wait to hear what that is uh but very quickly i want to say please listeners there are two things that you should know about me. One, I legitimately love magic. <laughs> she does. Like she loves it. I eat that shit up with a spoon. Like mentalist stuff. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And two, I don't like being lied to. <laughs> I don't like not knowing what's going on. So this movie is perfect. Yeah. Because there's magic. And the entire time is just everyone telling us how things work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and no, I you do get love it. <laughs> yeah, you do get that. So much of that in the movie is the process of the tricks and the yes, which is so cool. Behind the behind the, the scenes. scenes, but it doesn't feel. It all feels integrated into. It's never like, hey, let's stop everything to explain explain it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's all in the service of character and stuff, which is great. Yeah. Um. In terms of okay, so uh, back to so like the first, there's one twist in it, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna say what it is. Okay, but there's a there's a character who like they're clearly shooting around the entire movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. clearly like shooting him in such a way that you're not really supposed to like look at look who at he, him. Look at him. Yeah. And I remember the first time being like, "What the fuck?" Like. You know what I mean? And just know, it's like a, it's like a knowing, it's like if you go into it in a vacuum. Sure. You know, like, sure, that might work. Mm -hmm. But like, this is a huge movie with big stars. And then there's like one guy who's in the entire movie, but you're just never, but A, I don't recognize that actor, although I did recognize that actor. And (laughs) B, like, you were just supposed to pretend like we don't like care who who's playing this and what what you know what i'm saying i do i think though i and i hear what you're saying but thinking back to the first time that i saw this yeah. and you know me i am not only do i want to figure out the twist yeah. but i off, i often do figure out the twist right um and i did not figure out the twist in this i i think the the biggest twist yeah, in right. this movie um, and also I remember watching it the first time and it was almost like that character didn't exist right? until they revealed what it was. Right. And, and it, so for me, it works really well because keeping him out of the picture worked so well. Cause it was like, he played, he plays someone's bodyguard. Right. And I was kind of like, oh yeah, great. That's someone's bodyguard. And I just didn't. I didn't pay it. And it worked that, on you. That, it worked on me. Yeah. And it's also part of that is that is integrated again, integrated into the story and into the plot. Yeah. As well. And it, it fully worked on me. Yeah. The, I didn't figure it out or anything like that. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying like, like now watching it, I see what you're saying. Now it's like very obvious that right. they're like shooting around him. But that first time you see it, when yeah. you don't know what's happening, I feel like they do a really good job of just like, Basically, like, shh, shh, don't pay attention to the man in the corner. It, right, it's misdirection. It's like, yeah. and it has, it, there's a couple instances of it. What? That's what magicians do. 
Right, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's what they do. That's what I'm that's what saying. It works that's... so well. <laughs> She's whispering over there. Classic podcast material. The mi- microphone heard me, man. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I mean, it's like I'm just saying, like there's there, there's like that that for me that bit of misdirection, there you know feels a little clunky when there's other great moments of misdirection throughout. But does it feel clunky? Did it feel clunky the first time you saw it? That's what I'm saying. Is oh, that okay. It did is that it, is that I remember I remember it going clunky. I remember okay. going like I don't know what's going on, but like can you stop pretending that this is normal? <laughs> this thing that you're doing. Okay. Anyway, regardless, Michael Caine. The Martin Sheen of The Prestige fucking kills it. And, like, it's been, you know, he's been in every Christopher Nolan movie since. Yeah. And he's always, like, seated and not doing much. Oh, man, it's going to be because a he's ancient. He's so old. And he's, but he's so good. He's so good. But in this movie, he's up and about. Yeah. And he's full of energy and just yelling at everyone. It's yeah. so good. Oh, he's my God, so it's good in amazing. this. Um, um Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis. Who so good. I love. Yeah. I love. And it's always so exciting to see him not CGI. Yeah. Do you mean the director of Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Andy Serkis? Yes, I do. <laughs> that is who I mean. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and he's he's great. He's great. He's got a, he's got a little a little meaty part. And he's just like, he's, oh, he's so, so good. good. He's so just good. Just the way he... Uh, he like makes a meal out of saying the great Danton. Yeah. Oh, so so good. good. Um, you've also got a cameo. I don't know if I want to like spoil the cameo. The cameo is like four or five scenes. I know. It's great. It's so, it's fucking David Bowie, man. It's It's fucking David (laughs) Bowie. It's fucking David Bowie who turned it down at first. And then Christopher Nolan like flew out and was like, bro, here's why this part is perfect for you. And, convinced him to take it and like thank god because he's so good i mean what a what a gift this is literally like what is that thing what is that thing uh i feel like it was being a pandemic where it was like everything sucks but it was like but at least you you were alive in a time where david bowie existed david bowie and prince existed and that literally makes me want to (laughs) weep i'm just like yeah (laughs) i think about that this is related but like when, when when something like that happens, where it's like, oh yeah, this movie has David Bowie as Nikola Tesla in this like <laughs> crazy part, like just one of those things where you're like, that's fucking insane. I love that. Yeah. I think about all the time how there are movies like that where it feels when you say them out loud, like, oh, like let me tell you about this movie that never happened and how crazy it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you believe there? So they were gonna make. A Batman movie with Jack Nicholson as the Joker set to the music of Prince. <laughs> and like, obviously that never happened. But, and that's like how this feel, like, yeah. feels to me. is like a movie that just like shouldn't exist in terms of like David, but I don't know. It's great. Yeah, it. it's great. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense what I'm saying. No, I, th- I mean, I get what you're saying, but we've <laughs> been together for 22 years, so. It feels impossible <laughs> and it feels like a movie that like in another dimension people are talking about like going like, man, that would have been cool. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it is cool. It it's is here. Cool. It's here. We here get we to are. watch it. Yeah. Hugh Jackman um, in like the role that he should always be playing of just like a showman. Yeah. Like literally. Like. Yeah. He's, he's such a theater kid that this he's is. such a theater kid. Yeah. And it's this role is so perfect. And I don't um, mean that pejoratively. I mean, I, no. there are actors with theater kid energy, and it's yeah, and Anne Hathaway fully, and Andrew Garfield and oh, Hugh Jackman, yeah. and you know, oh yeah, 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 and it's beautiful. Lin Manuel Miranda, <laughs> which makes sense. Um, How could he not know? Yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> I can't believe that's not a meme. I know. There's, there's, there's just a, a clip. Uh, a clip. There's a line that's just. Hugh Jackman very earnestly and angri- angrily slamming shut the diary and going, how could he not know? Yeah, it's great. It's so <laughs> funny. Um, yeah, and Christian Bale, always, always great. It's a real bummer. He seems like he's not a great dude, but <laughs> yeah. like, that, I, like, honestly, that is a, like, you know, now anytime I watch him, that's like, is what is permeating it. I'm like, yeah, you're a great actor, but I've heard some things about you. What is the thing? He's just like abusive and stuff. Yeah, I mean, not just. just like, I don't mean like. Oh, yeah, well, you just no. like, uh, yeah. I don't think. I don't think I necessarily have read anything specific. So maybe this is a terrible thing to talk about. I don't mean to goss- <laughs> gossip about Christian Bale, but you just, you just, there's, you know, stories of him sure, being sure. kind of like uh, kind of a dick, basically, kind of and dick. it's like, 
Well, that sucks. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's. I mean, it's it's a it's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's another much like O. It has the same thing where it looks and feels really good, which like I expect nothing less from Christopher Nolan. But like, it just the you can almost I'm making a like a squeezy hand motion. Not like, like honking this, boobs, but like <laughs> hands upturned towards the sky. Yeah, so maybe not, like squeezing balls. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you, really big balls. Yeah. But uh, you know what I mean? Just like that has a texture to it that it's yeah. just like, yeah. Yeah, that's the cinematography. It's like that. Old, yeah. it's, it's funny because it feels I it feels so like clearly it was shot on sound stages and stuff. It's not like. Right. Doesn't, it feels like such a. Um, Christopher Nolan's movies feel like they take place in these like hermetically sealed worlds. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't. But like that works for them. Yeah, a lot. And yeah, although there was a bunch of like the, all the all the Tesla stuff that was on location. Oh yeah, that was not a stage. Yeah. So well, yeah, but the, the Tesla stuff looks. I mean, it's like iconic how that looks. Yeah. Like the that mountain, that foggy mountain. Yeah. With him. Uh, <laughs> That foggy, that, foggy that fo- the foggy mountain boys. Um, oh, you've got um, our biracial queen, Rebecca Hall. Rebecca Hall. Yeah, exactly. You guys, Rebecca Hall is black. <laughs> like yeah, I, can't. she just made a whole movie about it. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I. I didn't know. I had n- I had no idea. I know what a great thing. Fellow biracial queen. Fellow biracial queen. Anyway. Um, and she's great. She's, yeah, she's I mean, this so is like maybe good. one of the first things I remember her in. Yeah, but I really like her a lot. Yeah, whenever me she too. shows up, she's, she's great in. She's great in the town. We just watched that movie, The Night House, which I liked a lot. Yeah, very spooky. She's movie. got like a very effortless, like uh, just effortless. Yeah, I'm sure you know it's not. You're like to I'm sure her, there's effort, but. but it's just yeah. There's something about her that's very like yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also it's like this is a movie. I could see people being annoying about this movie. There was like a culture, and I'm I'm sure there still is, mm-hmm. but there was a culture when I was in film school and after film school and stuff of like, oh man, have you seen the movie Primer? Here's a diagram of how of the different timelines and stuff. You know what I mean? Of like, it, like kind of like the lostness. Okay. Lost the TV show. Yeah, yeah. I got of. It culture where everyone was like, oh, everything's like a thing to be figured out and you can diagram everything yeah. and that's what makes things good. And it's like, I could see people kind of reading this movie that way of, because it is interesting to think about and there's twists in it where, oh, when you watch it knowing things, you're really trying to figure stuff out. And there's twists in it that like, it's funny because there's twists in it that I didn't see coming for sure. Yeah. But then when you watch it again, they're just like, so obvious right, in like, retrospect. Here comes the twist. Right. Are you ready? But yeah. people like saying the twist throughout the movie too. Yeah. Just like thematically being like, don't you think this? Well, and there's like a, you know, there's a repeated line in it of like, are you watching closely? Like, yeah, exactly. I love to eat that shit up. Right, exactly. Man. But I could see people being annoying in that way of like, oh, like in this scene, he's actually doing this. And in this scene, this yeah. character's doing this. But like, it doesn't, I, the movie's so good just in terms of making you care about these characters. Yeah. I think anyway. Yeah, 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 for that, sure. Um that you it doesn't just exist as like the puzzle box thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which can get annoying. Yeah. Um it also exists as like just a really great kind of revenge movie. Right. Well and it's just yeah, because I mean that's the thing, is that we obviously you watch it the first time and you discover the thing. I have watched this movie several times since then, and every time it's wonderful and enjoyable. Yeah, we've definitely revisited not, it a bunch. You know, whereas like something like The Sixth Sense, it's like, well, once you again, lovely movie, but I don't feel a particular particular pull to watch it rewatch again. it, right? Because I know the thing, right? So yeah, yeah. The Prestige. It's two raves this week. Two raves. What? Okay. Well, first of all, Prestige is it available? Uh, it's not currently available on any major streamers. Like, not, you can't buy it? Yeah, you can buy it. Okay. But on the streamers, on the subscription services. Okay. But you can buy it. But you can buy it. Yeah, and I recommend that you do. Support Christopher Nolan. He needs it. (laughs) Well, no, but honestly, like, this is, I I recommend this enough to say that if it has piqued your interest at all, 
pay for it. Worth a three ninety nine rental. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. For sure. Um, and yeah, I think it's my favorite Christopher Nolan movie, and I like Christopher Nolan. I think people there's some people who don't who are like who are over him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think there are some people like who cares, <laughs> but who am I fighting with right now? But um, I think the film culture can get a little like people might be over him, but like I think he's great, and I yeah. think this is a this is his best. I yeah. think there are many many of his films that I enjoy. <laughs> great. This being one of them. What do we do? I don't think we can get rid of either of these. We definitely can't. <laughs> we definitely can't. Well, I mean, like, especially because Prestige isn't, like, available streaming anywhere. Yeah. Like, we're not getting rid of O, obviously. Like, that the 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 weird, like, the weird. other Othello on right. the disc is enough to be like, well, yeah, right. you And we that. love the movie. And it's not any, it's like, yes, it's on Paramount Plus right now, but it's like, it's not. No one knows this movie. It's going to go away in right. the ether. So it's like, there's the potential for like, well, if the Prestige is streaming on Netflix, but how is it not? How is it not? So I think we got to like make a donation or something. Yeah. 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 I feel like we can make That's a donation. our rule. Uh, in case you're a new listener. Yeah. If, if we, we can't really want to keep both movies, sometimes we'll pick a rule that'll ran, you know, randomly make us do something. I feel like we've done a lot of rules recently. Yeah. So let's... And I feel like we'll make a donation and yeah. we keep both our DVDs. I love that. We're doing that. Great. Great. We'll make a donation to one of the like Ukraine. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. One of the Ukraine, great. One of one of the Ukraine. I definitely know what I'm talking about. That's for sure. <laughs> one of the like Ukraine relief. Yes, there exactly, you go. Exactly. Wonderful. Great. Well, run out and watch both these movies. Have a have run a out. double feature. Yeah. Should we pick this next? Mash it. Yes. Great. Hey Siri. Mm-hmm. Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 681. 681. From 2001, Jurassic Park 3. Oh! <laughs> Which one is that? <laughs> uh, that's the one with William H. Macy and Taylor Leone. Oh, they, they, they go back. Sam Neill yeah. to go back to the island. <laughs> back in the it's habit. It's got pterodactyls. Jurassic Park 3, Back in the Habit. Back in the Habit, yeah. Okay, all right, all right, all right. It's it been has, a minute since I've watched has, that one. Oh, I f- can't remember his name. Or You can't remember it? Oh! <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> I can't remember his name. All right, let's see what's going up against it. Hey, Siri. Mm-hmm. Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 1,189. 1,189 is from 1984, The Terminator. Oh, okay. Have you seen it? You know, I don't think I have. I've seen Terminator 2. Right, because we grew up in the 90s, so yes, we saw Terminator 2. That was like required. You went to school and they showed you Terminator 2. <laughs> you don't get to graduate right. junior high. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Until you see Edward Furlong. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. But I don't think I have seen the Terminator. The OG. All right. All right. It's great. No, can't, <laughs> can't wait, baby. That's a fun matchup. It is a fun, it's a weird one, but it's a fun one. Yeah. Fun. All right. Jurassic Park 3 and Terminator? The Terminator. The Terminator. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. I've I've been wanting to rewatch Terminator. I, I feel like I... Well, here you go. I, yeah. Here's your opportunity. I feel like I'm, I'm ready. You're ready? My well, soul is ready. I have great news for you. Yeah, great. Okay. <laughs> um, so listen, that is a great matchup. It really, truly is. Unfortunately, y'all are going to have to wait. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so this uh, week coming up is spring break for the kiddos. We are going to be out of town for a little while um, and doing fun things in town. And we're not going to have time to watch two movies. Uh, <laughs> we're not. The, the kids are going to be home. Uh, so we're, we're going to skip next week and we will be back at you. What's the date of that following week? Great question. Should have <laughs> had it ready. So this is coming out on April 14th. April 21st. You're on your own, folks. Yeah. April 28th. We're back at you. 
with Terminator, Terminator and, and Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park 3. three. Um, yeah. Uh, awesome. Great. We love it. Y'all, thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We're DVD Deathmatch in all the places. We got the Insta, we got the Twitter, we got the Gmail, we got the World Wide Web, and I hope that you uh, are, are having a lovely spring. It finally started to warm them up. I'm very excited about <laughs> that. Um, so get out there and enjoy some spring, baby. <laughs> Great. Come back. Not next week. Two weeks from now. Two weeks from now. And see who survives. DVD Deathmatch. Got that throat coat tea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What a terrible name. Truly awful. But it really does work. I tell you what. Very soothing. That's what they should call it. Throat soothe. Get the word throat out of there. Why? There's nothing wrong with throat. You have, to, we... te- you have to tell people what part of the body the tea is for. Can we start? <laughs> <laughs> Whoo! You okay? My voice is like, stop talking, please. <laughs>